0: News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Macias show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change that our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty today. In the last two weeks, our nation has become a little more woke to sin, but we haven't taken it to the point of being woke to forgiveness and redemption. And what does that look like? What does it look like when a people together recognize, see, look in the face the sin that exists in a world, but don't know how to heal, don't know who to blame, It looks like what we're in today. Last Sunday, I said the Lord's Prayer. And uh, during the Lord's Prayer, we said, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who've sinned against us. It's an interesting statement made by Christians on a very regular basis. Some churches every week, some churches a couple times a year but it's a statement that acknowledges your own faults and the fact that you probably shouldn't expect forgiveness if you're not willing to forgive. But that gets into an even more complicated situation that we find ourselves in today, which is who is to blame, who has sinned. And I'm not saying who has sinned, period, because we know that no one is without sin. So There's not a perfect person in the conversation. There's not a righteous person in the conversation. There's no one in this conversation who hasn't done something wrong at some point in their life, but that doesn't mean that they have done the wrong that is being given or attributed to them. In John 9, Jesus comes upon a man who is blind and and his disciples, the ones who have been around him for his entire time on earth, ask him, Who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Implying that the fact that he was born blind must mean that somebody sinned in the process. And Jesus said, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. I'm praying, and I hope you are too, that the works of God would be displayed. The works of God are are being displayed in some ways. I don't know if y'all saw, but if you go to my Facebook, you'll see uh, images I shared of um, a prayer service that went down in San Antonio. This was actually one of the protests that were peaceful. In fact, you wouldn't even call it a protest as much as a demonstration, as much as men and women of all creeds and colors coming together to discuss, to display the works of the Lord. Uh, Who who is to blame for a sin is quite crucial to identifying the sin. Some people think that an entire group of people have made this problematic, and those people are defined as their skin color. This is the idea of white privilege that exists. And, And there are close friends and family of mine that believe in the idea of white privilege. And I'm trying to understand their perspective. But the reality is that if that is the case, then the entire group is to blame. I had a friend of mine who has lighter skin and in the course of his apology to all of his friends of color, a term that I don't think you should use if you're posting on Facebook, he said, I apologize for the conscious and unconscious acts against you that I have committed. Now, my first question was, what conscious acts of racial bias have you committed? Because they were never explained. That's a problem. If I tell my wife, I'm sorry for mistreating you today. And she says, well, in which ways did you mistreat me? I don't know. I'm just sure at some point I did. That's not actually an apology that helps move us forward in our relationship. Me acknowledging a problem while not even knowing if there was one is important. And then unconsciously being racially biased is I think, an impossibility. But but maybe there are those of you who can enlighten me as to how somebody can be unconsciously racially biased against somebody who is not the same skin tone as them. Just because you are woke or awakened to an evil that exists doesn't necessarily help solve the problem. Just because people's eyes are open, if they don't know where redemption and healing come from. And who is to blame, if not determined, will lead to mass amounts of anger and bitterness spread against the entire nation. It's a problem. Notice that because of that, individual acts of evil cannot be called out. People who are upset at those rioting as a result of George Floyd's death find it harder to simply say, not everyone, please don't think that I'm saying this in broad breaststrokes because unlike most people who are talking, I actually believe that you can't put all white people in one group and all Black people in another group and all brown people in another group. And I hope all of you don't believe that either. But there are those who are angry at protesters and rioters who have a hard time saying that there have been racist pigs that have actively acted out to black people. That has happened recently. It's undeniable. Ahmaud Arbery was murdered by two racist white men. And if you disagree with that statement, I think you are completely wrong. George Floyd was murdered. That cop, we now know, even knew George Floyd. Had a history with George Floyd. Some people might say that he racially targeted George Floyd. Other people might say that he actually knew personally and therefore targeted George Floyd and might have done that whether he was black or white. But then you have to ask the question, why the heck did a bunch of cops stand around for eight minutes and 46 seconds and watch this man's life be taken away from him? That's a problem. And if he didn't look like George Floyd, would it have still happened? Maybe or maybe not. You should be able to acknowledge that. But have you noticed that if you're somebody who sympathizes with the rioters. If you're somebody who has now made a blanket across the board apology to all of your friends of color as a white person and feel guilty, you can't call out rioters. You're not calling out individuals who in the name of a protest are even becoming violent. You're not calling out those who are destroying people's property, who are killing other people. There are people who have a darker skin tone that have died in the process of these riots, that have been killed, not in the name of George Floyd, because I don't think the people that have killed other black people in this process have done so to defend George Floyd. I think they are just so caught up with anger and bitterness and emotion that they act out. That's not a, they're not on a path to forgiveness. They're not on a path to redemption. They're just trying to get an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. And I don't even think they're killing that person to rectify the situation. I think they're literally just angry. And did you know that man's heart is wicked? Your heart is wicked. And if you succumb to the deepest roots of anger inside of you, you will do unimaginable things. We have seen that play out on both sides of this discussion. That there's a concept that praise the Lord was brought to me and my eyes were opened to, called substitutionary atonement. And It is the basis and foundation of the Christian faith because we know wrongs have to be righted. And the story that you find in the Gospels, the story that you even see play out a small window of it in John 9 when they think that this man has sinned and it's why he is blind. And Jesus comes is that Jesus is pronouncing that he is that substitution. If you are looking for what will right this wrong, it is found in Christ. What do you do when your eyes are woke to evil, but your heart lacks the path to forgiveness? I think you get chaotic. I think strife begins. I think emotions run high. It's not helpful. This is not an attempt to point a finger. It's just an observation of the world that we live in today. It's a good thing that we see wrong. It is a good thing that you can look and say, hey, that evil exists. These two white men that killed Ahmaud Arbery, evil, racist people. I wish people were awoken to other sins that exist. The sin of massive slaughtering and killing of unborn children. Yeah, I wish people were awoken to that. I wish people were on the street screaming about all these children that have been killed. That's not to say I wish they weren't also aware that racism is very bad, that poverty is very bad, that any of these things that exist in a fallen world are very bad. But a misunderstanding of what forgiveness and redemption are will ensure that our nation stays an angry and bitter place. And the last thing I think is really important for all of us to keep in mind is that no matter what is done, no matter what is done, there will still be racism in this nation. No matter what is done, there will still be death and destruction in this nation. No matter what is done, there will still be property that gets vandalized. There will still be people who destroy the fruit of other people's labor. So what we're trying to decide is what are the best policies to have in place from a governmental perspective to protect the injured and prosecute the wrongdoer in every situation. The person who takes someone's life, the person that destroys someone's home or business, are committing an act of violence against that individual. And you will not be able to stop those things from happening. You will be able to punish the wrongdoer. Don't try to punish an entire group of society that are somehow systematically tied to this wrongdoing. Punish the wrongdoer. It's incredibly important. So the argument on one side is that there are those in law enforcement that punish people for being black. That's wrong. Because what you're doing is you're taking maybe the acts of three or four black individuals that you encountered as a police officer. And then you're saying, well, I'm seeing a pattern. So therefore I'm going to treat a mass group of people like criminals. And if you are one of my friends who has experienced that, I'm really sorry because that is wrong. And do you know what else is a wrong reaction to say I'm going to take a bunch of people that have another skin color and systematically, because I've seen acts of racism within these 10 people and they happen to be white, now I'm going to say that all these white people have a problem, a systemic problem. They're all part of the problem. And it's the same perspective. Jean-Claude said, hypocrisy is the compliment that vice pays to virtue. Hypocrisy is the compliment that vice pays to virtue. We are seeing that hypocrisy on so many sides. I hope and pray that we will find healing, that perhaps progress is made, but it's not going to happen. if we don't go to the second half of the equation, not just the evil part or sin part, but also the redemptive part. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Luke Messiah show. If you value this content and want our message to spread, please consider three of the following steps. One, subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to us on and leave us a review Two, visit Luke and sign up for our email alerts. And three follow Raz and I on Twitter and visit my Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Luke Texas. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Luke messias Texas. Thank you so much and God bless.